Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Incredible episode we have today. The one and only Dr. Teresa Larson, founding president of Movement RX, author. Dr. Larson, thank you so much for being here on the Got Your Six podcast. Uh, thank you, Tony. I'm excited to be on here. It's been it's been nice to connect back and forth, even digitally. But yeah, it's an honor. Absolutely, and we we all have the same people. Yeah. I mean, the list, our list of friends, are pretty much all of the people that we've had <laughs> on the podcast so far. So it was only a matter of time till we got you on here. It's awesome. What you do over at Movement RX, being a physical therapist and that you know in that wellness firm that you've created covering a wide range of athletes, regardless if they're pro athletes, Navy SEALs, just, you know, everyday people, you do it all. But being able to work with all those different kind of, we'll say teams, right? Of groups of people is something that we've kind of talked about from being able to be in the military and being around all these different types of people. Would you say that there's one thing that you take away from your time in the Marine Corps that you constantly implement each day? You know, yes, there is something. I mean, the Marine Corps... Uh, serving as an officer, I got a chance to work with some amazing men and women, and I was an engineer officer. So the one thing, I mean, the, I always say that the service is a great place to be from. Right out of college, I got my hands dirty. I got to do a lot of things that, like most women in the Marine Corps, didn't weren't even allowed to do. And so I value that experience. But I think as a leader, being able to look at a platoon of men and women you know, and look at their strengths and weaknesses and being able to put them in the right positions to help them succeed was something that I took, I've taken into my life now with the people I work with. It's, it's not the same, right? Having a platoon, but, um, I have a team and then the different organizations I work with, you know, I use those skill sets I learned of like looking at skill sets people have and putting them in the right place so they can succeed and then guiding them with their weaknesses. And I have them too. So that was a huge gift I took from the Marine Corps. What is one thing you do to really kind of help identify strengths and weaknesses quickly when you have a new person join the team? So first I just ask them right away and right before I hire them, like, what is it you want in life? Like, what's your goals in life? And typically the people that have found us over time and wanted to work with us are people who just are tired of them day in and day out in normal healthcare coaching life and want to do something different and be part of something bigger. You know, I just make sure with people that I'm hiring, like, what are you, what do you want in life? Like, what are your values? That's a big one. And then um, when they come on the team, giving them a chance to do different projects and see how they do, right? Like most people that come on are going to be presenting to a group of people online. Some will be presenting to, to groups of people in person, but you know, it depends on their comfort level. I love to get people out of their comfort zone, but you find over time by putting people in different positions and challenging them, they're really good at writing blogs, but you know what? They maybe need some work being, you know, speaking in person. Okay. So let's like work on your speaking skills, but 
let's have you focus on writing blogs and content for now. So yeah, it's just giving people a chance to succeed and then also fail, but fail forward, right? Like giving giving them the space to fail and and give them a chance to like understand why, but then understand like, okay, is this something you want to work on or does it make you happy doing something else? Like let's find what makes you happy and then lean into that. And that's the part, right? You started right off the bat talking, going deep into the values and making sure everyone's connected on the same purpose on that mission that what you know what you and the team provide and then continuing to allow failure, but not in isolation, right? There's yeah. a constant feedback loop when failure and success occurs to continue to move forward, not only as an individual, but as a group being so dialed into emotional intelligence. Where does that come from? How did that come to you? Well, uh, a lot of failings on my part too, of just like, hiring not the right fit of people, you know, or, and you're, you can't really know right away. Um, of course there are different tests people can take, but you know, like early on, I just hired people who looked the part, acted the part and who said they were interested in our vision, but actually our vision did change over time. And with a change made some people very uncomfortable and some people just want to punch the clock nine to five. So, you know, I learned from, you know, just cause you look the part, maybe act the part in the PT world or fitness space doesn't mean you're necessarily a good fit for my team. And that's okay. So I think that, you know, just trial by error, you know, you learn, uh, it's kind of like the Marine Corps. Like I was an engineer and my background was political science in college. So yeah, like six months to become an engineer, you just kind of learn on the job. And that's um, with hiring people and figuring out a good team and good fits. Like it just took experience and time. And, and kind of working with the people that weren't a great fit and learning why they weren't a great fit to be more discerning on who I chose next. So, you know, I've been able to come a long way. I actually have, I attest a lot of this leaning into perceived failings because failure is really a story we tell ourselves, right? It's just, so leaning into these perceived failures and successes and seeing them as gifts versus like, oh man, something's wrong with me and kind of playing a victim. Because I mean, I've even been in a partnership where before years ago where it was kind of doomed from the start, but I didn't want to let down a friend, you know, and, and yet that's business. Like I learned, like I can still work with friends and I work with many friends but the values of communication and being open and honest have become even more apparent than ever before. Like, it seems like something obvious that's obvious, but when you run a business with people and it's a small business, you got to be very transparent. But the practice that really helped me on my journey and lean into these perceived failures and struggles, as well as struggles with mental health and physical health along the way, was uh, my mindfulness meditation practice, which wasn't a part of my PT practice for a long time. It was just something I practiced for my own health. But by doing that practice um, and working with a very a, a man who happened to be a brain researcher, this is before I even met John McCaskill. Shout out John McCaskill, friend of the show. Yeah, McCaskill, who is on your podcast. So I learned, I, I worked with him very closely, this brain researcher, biofeedback, mindfulness meditation coach. I know kind of crazy, but like a smart dude. And um, I would see him every month. It was almost like I became a student and, and I did. I'm still a student actually. And I learned about me as a principal in a business. Like I need to function. 
And what is it that Teresa wants? Again, like what is, I've asked myself this many times in my life, but what does Teresa want in life? How do I want to work? How do I want to raise my family? Where do I want to live? Like really taking a deep dive into that, which mindfulness helped me do, kind of take a step back from the normal treadmill of life and say, you know what, actually what I'm building here isn't in line with what I want. And I need to shift that. These people aren't in line with what I want. I need to shift that. As uncomfortable as that was, it was the best thing for me. And so now it's like, I don't know, every day I'm smiling at the people I get to work with and what I get to talk about and doing things like this, because it's, it really has definitely not come easy, but I'm thankful to be sitting here talking about the growth of it all. And that's what's so incredible about being able to ask yourself those hard questions is because it's not a single time and you're good to go. But the more you ask, the more comfortable you are answering that question of what's best for you. And as you, you know, like you said, you you worked on that, right? It didn't come as a natural ability. What are you working on now that, you know, is really kind of taking you back and really forcing you to kind of focus in and hone, like say a talent or a skill in that mindfulness practice or, you know, within your business? Well, so now, you know, now there, there comes a point in a business where, I mean, we still are a startup, you know, technically with Movement Arcs. I mean, we have different contracts we're working on, but we're in the, what you call like a momentum phase. You know, there's a point when every business kind of crosses a chasm, so to speak. And now more people are seeking you than you seeking them. So we're at that point and, it's a nice point to be, but I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of, you know, I love the Rocky Balboa quote that John and I always talk about, like life ain't no sunshine and rainbows, you know? Um, and it's not like, it's how hard can you get hit and keep moving forward? And so now, you know, there's less, you know, perceived rejection and more like, okay, I know who I need to talk to and how I need to negotiate and who, who is, what company kind of company is the best fit or what kind of individual, would do I think really resonates with my work. So now that I have that more dialed in of the audience and who I need to go to in a company to talk to and whatnot, now it's my day is very structured and very focused. So I train and meditate typically before I transition actually to to my kid time, which is usually like early afternoon to evening. But morning to early afternoon, it's like I have very structured times. I do different things. I'm very realistic about the times I can complete things. And that does take a taking a step back every day and once a week, big step back once a week to say, okay, what is my week like? What can I realistically accomplish? What is going to move the needle each and every day? And what can I realistically accomplish versus making a list of 75 things and like, hoping I get two of them, right? It's it's not like that. It's like, okay, I've got five, five to six hours sometimes or less a day. How can I be efficient with those times? And yeah, I do work in the evening sometimes because that's running your own business. It's I choose to be with my kids and be present to them, which means I, you know, sometimes work when they go to bed and that's okay because I, I do love what I do. But that time when they go to bed is also very structured. And so I I found that through this work, now that I have the momentum, the mindfulness, which is awareness for anyone that doesn't know, the awareness of like what I can actually accomplish each day and be realistic about it has been very helpful. And when I am doing the work, I'm very present with what I'm doing versus doing, trying to like text and email and finish this project. It's like, 
finish this project, go to my phone for a period of time, do this. I'm not multitasking. I'm monotasking, if you will. Doing less better. Yes. I absolutely love that. What helps you stay so structured? Turning off all notifications? Like what, what does that look like for you when you're about to go in and do some deep work and really hone in on one thing? You know, honestly, um, I would say that the, the deepest part of this is that I have a purpose. And that sounds maybe some cheesy for some people, but it's true. Like I have a purpose that I'm, I'm serving people. And I really do love what I do in the team I've created. And I'm so thankful for it. Some days it brings tears to my eyes. Like it's just, it's really nice. Um, and so that's makes it easy for me to keep so structured because I love serving the people I'm, and I love delivering what the content I'm delivering. Not all of the meetings I'm in are very fun. You know, government meetings can be like a little dry, but yeah, it's that I have a purpose and I'm fulfilling a purpose. And again, that purpose allows me to bring that energy to that, that work. However, there's also things like sleep and exercise and meditation. So exercise, I usually do hit training each day, five to six days a week. So it's pretty short and sweet, but pretty intense. And that works for me along with some mobility, right? And meditation, all of which lasts maybe 30 minutes total, total meditation. So I'm not looking at like hours and hours of training each day. And I like to train on my own. You know, I, I, at this phase of my life, I have a home gym, I have a lawn gym, like I have gym equipment, I think everywhere in the house. So there's really no excuse. So, but I know that is an immediate mood booster. And then I also make sure I get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. Like it's, that's really important. And the days I don't impact me and how efficient and effective I am. I mean, I have a toddler, so it's not like sleep is the most amazing all the time. So I know that there are some days I don't show up at hundred percent, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to be honest about that. But yeah, sleep, the exercise, the meditation, and of course, fuel. I'm no dietitian, and I don't pretend to give nutrition advice, but I enjoy food and I kind of follow an 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, eat whole foods. Um, 20% of the time, you know, eat other foods that maybe not so wholesome, but in moderation. So really being on that purpose-driven mission has allowed you to just improve your life holistically across the board because you know everything you're doing has a greater meaning behind it. And it's not just a one and done, right? Yeah. And with business, I think for anyone out there listening and growing something, you never know who you're going to impact. So that's the thing. Like years ago, people I was connecting with have come back and said, hey, you know, I'm in a position now where I'd like to work with you or hey, you know what? You share with me that you worked with this company. I'd like to see, you know, just you never know. Like, so I've kind of thrown out considerations and reasons why I shouldn't share what I do with people because you never know who's listening. I love LinkedIn just from the audience that, you know, I get to connect with fellow veterans and service members and leaders. But I've put up my like movement antics and all this other stuff that I love that means a lot to me. But a lot of there's a couple a couple government agencies and men and women who've seen it and they're like, you know what, we really want you on our team. Like, let's talk about that. I had no idea, right? They were they were listening or looking, and that's what's special. That's what's special about it is you really really never know and and don't be afraid to like 
really connect with someone, especially if it makes sense with your time, right? I mean, I'm not asking you to connect with everyone that wants to connect with you via social media because it can be overwhelming, but you know, you can pick and choose. However, when you connect with that person, like get to know them as a human being versus just what they do for work. And then a friendship, people want to work with who they like and trust. So that's that's maybe a little good business tactic right there is <laughs> be someone people like and trust, right? Like, and when you live your purpose, it's kind of easy for actually people to like and trust you. Dropping a lot of actionable advice today on the Gosh for Six podcast. We love that here. I think the huge takeaway, right? You never know who's watching or listening because when you just kind of keep showing up over and over again, people get to know who you are. I mean, that's how I feel like you and I are so well connected because you're able to show people not only like your strengths and what you do really well, but also your vulnerabilities. And in that sense, what failure has ultimately led to your greatest success? Oh, gosh, (laughs) that's a good question. You just dropped a big, big question bomb. This was a big one, a big, a big turning point for me. And there have been others since then. But as a human being um, in the service, I struggled with an eating disorder and no one knew. Um, I was kind of like this fitness queen. I was always like big into fitness and looking the part and acting the part. And I know I was a good leader in the Marines, but I really struggled mentally with my eating disorder and didn't want anyone to know. So I ended up deploying to Iraq. And there, because of the the work I was doing, and of course, my thought process was like, oh, deployment, like, oh, this is just an eating issue. Like, this isn't a big deal. Like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Deployment, wrong. Like that, it's an addiction like anything else. It wasn't fine. And I knew I need help. So asking for help in the midst of all this kind of distress that was going on around me in the middle of war, where I was, you know basically sharing with leaders who were kind of like WTF, like what's wrong with you was one of the hardest things I had to do. And, and to be honest, very embarrassing for me at the time, because I didn't know how to handle, like, I wanted to be this perfect Marine. You had this image of who you were. Yeah. Yeah. And so asking for help was like a really important turning point in my life because it wasn't downhill when I asked for help. It was always, it was uphill kind of dealing with the rumors and the things that happened after that and just healing. But it really made me tap into who I was and what is, again, what does Teresa want to do? What makes Teresa happy? You know, it's amazing. The world can, like Rocky Balboa said, can eat you up and spit you out. The moment I asked for help, it was like, I, you know, I could do no wrong up until that point. And then all of a sudden it's, what's wrong with you? You know, like, and there's a lot of rumors spread that were false and just hurtful things, which I've forgiven, you know, those people and even forgiven myself for hurting myself. But that's the world in a lot of ways. Like, and so you have to believe in yourself. And I believed that I was a good Marine, a good leader. I just really struggled and needed help. And that belief in myself and never giving up, it went kind of went back to when my mother. So my mother was always in my mind. So I lost my mother when I was 10. You were a caregiver at 10 years old, right? Yeah. Yeah, she had breast cancer. And so when I was 10, she said to me, well, this was before I was 10, but like she knew she was going to pass away. And she's like, life has to go on, Teresa. Life can be unfair, but life has to go on and you will go on. And that, you know, through something like the medevac, 
getting medevaced from Iraq and having to get help for an eating disorder, which is something you can't see. But people and people are kind of like, what the F is wrong with you? Life had to go on. And it did. And that was a huge turning point for me. So from there, it wasn't definitely definitely wasn't sunshine and rainbows, but I was on a path of like, what does Teresa want and need? And, you know, started to create a circle of friends and work that filled me up and helped me find a purpose. But it was a lot of trial and error initially. But eventually, I mean, being just a PT isn't like my purpose. (laughs) Working in a traditional clinic isn't my purpose. It's serving people and giving them the knowledge and tools to be physically and emotionally free. Like, I don't have to be in a clinic to do that. And so now as a veteran, I can now serve fellow service members and veterans the way that fulfills my purpose. That is extremely and incredibly powerful, beautiful. I got a little emotional there, so I had to step <laughs> away from the mic. But being on that purpose and constantly being a servant leader, and we've talked through the mindfulness piece, how you're constantly looking for structure. You didn't even mention the part where you played in the Italian softball league for a year. Yeah. <laughs> as a rock star pitcher. But I have to ask you, Dr. Teresa Larson, how are you better today than yesterday? Well, um, each day I become, uh, I'm more present with life, to be honest. Like uh, each day I wake up, um, I'm more aware today of the gifts I have than yesterday. I have two little ones, an amazing husband, a, a life. And so even though yesterday was 24 hours ago, like every day I wake up, there's a more of a piece of being present because of the preciousness of life. I know because I have worked with many people who have everything. Like they, they are movie producers. They have billions of dollars. They run companies. And that fucking doesn't matter. What matters is to them is the ability to be present with those they love and to have that space and that quiet and that time with those they love. So I think each day when I wake up, I'm a little more aware of this is the life I have and I'm really grateful for it. And um, even with the hard times, it's almost like that getting hit hard in life. I'm like, what else can life bring me? I'm ready for it versus before I, you know, was like, oh man, I don't want any more pain or discomfort. I'm tired of that. Whereas now I'm like, it's just part of it. And each day it's like, I become more present with my children, more aware and have more fun. Just find that peace every day. And it's in there. Dr. Larson, thank you so much for your time, sharing your methods, your strategies. We got into your brain a little bit. Absolutely love that. Thank you. Where can people go to connect with you the best? I know you kind of mentioned LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a good uh, social media platform. You can also go to movement-rx.com to look up like what we offer as what my company offers. So John McCaskill and I, who's been on this podcast, we run a mindfulness and movement experience, which is movement-rx.com backslash experience. So you can always go there and see what we're up to. And then don't forget, there's also Warrior. There is my book, Warrior. Warrior True Strength is it always what it looks like from 2016 on HarperCollins, correct? Yep. So I am not blonde anymore. I think the year year after I published that thing, I just went back to my natural hair color. But it is me like six years ago and just a part of my story. I plan on writing another one, of course, because there's so much good juice from just running a business and all the 
craziness that has gone into that. So that'll be the next memoir. Stand by. But for now, it's Warrior One, <laughs> Warrior. And um, if you want to learn kind of about the the journey of overcoming my eating disorder and and finding this path now, choosing wellness every day, you should check it out. It's on Amazon or you can get it on Audible too. And we will make sure we link that all of that in the show notes, where to connect with you, the website, all of that. Dr. Larson, thank you so much for your time. And of course, thank you for having our six. Thank you, Tony. Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.